This is Restless, making future predictions about missions in a demographic collapse. All right, everybody, we just finished recording our our last episode on climate change ever uh, as we finished <laughs> doing the TGC Good Faith Debate. I don't know if you're going to like it, but I, I hope you'll like this because I'm looking forward to this conversation because they brought up something that spurred a good idea, which is something I've been thinking about. And Pastor Michael mentioned he's been thinking about um, the, the like how Christians, what we should think about as we think about the changing demographics of the world and specifically the way population in many places is going to collapse. So Pastor Michael, how about we do it like this? I will kind of tell you what caused me to start thinking about this a little more specifically, because I have put a little thought into this. I don't, I'm not, by the way, none or neither of us are experts. We are two guys. We do not study, yeah, population, demographics. Yep. Yep. Not a, this is not a between two ferns. This is two guys going, uh, wow, I wonder, like this is you joining us as you normally do just for a conversation about something. Um, but I started watching a, uh, a guy, he is on YouTube. Um, he is, um, I realized I had heard him somewhere earlier. Uh, he gave a very interesting interview on Joe Rogan. I didn't know this when I started watching him on YouTube. Pastor Michael, do you know who Peter Zahan is? I think that, or Zahan, or I don't know how to pronounce his name. No, I don't know. Okay. So know our listeners are either going to be think he's an interesting person or hate that I just talked about him as an interesting <laughs> person. Um, so he is, he is now a, he's a, like he consults global firms and whatever on like geopolitical economic things. So he's paid fantastically well. And I think the primary way he advertises it now, he's written a few books on this. Um, the reason there are people who won't like him, he is like, he thinks Russia is the worst thing that's ever happened. So he like uh, he's actually been of the things he's been wrong about. So this is why I don't know how right or wrong he is about some of these things. Is he's been very wrong about certain outcomes he's been predicting in the Russia-Ukraine war. But he has this old series on his YouTube channel called The Changing Demographics, where he goes region by region of the world. And talks about all, like what he thinks all the trends are. I'm literally looking this up to bookmark yep. it so I watch it. And if you can't, if you can't find the first one in that series, I'll send it to you, and I can link it in the show notes here. Again, um, I mean, he's fairly pro Biden administration. Like again, like there's a you know, this isn't we're not like I'm not talking about someone who's going to have giant um, amounts of agreement with me. But what's interesting, right, is corporations governments all these people will pay tons of money for the kinds of advice he's giving now obviously that doesn't mean he's giving good advice right but what it made me as i was thinking about this just think about like obviously the way the world is going to change um is will affect a lot of the things we think about missions so for example mm -hmm. he's described like italy that's not going to exist China is not going to exist as a country or place. Um, or like what happens in these uh, countries on the Saudi Arabian Peninsula, where the population is going to become so divergent that basically at this point it's being upheld by a slaveocracy. 
like that the actual population is so tiny, but the entire infrastructure is held up by basically slave imported slave labor. Yeah. Um, and just like thinking through all of these shifts or, you know, like even just in the like places where we've been sending missionaries or you know, like, on a, like it just caused me to start thinking like, obviously these are very complicated issues, but it, this is what has caught kind of gotten me interested. And obviously there are some domestic, he talks about the U S um, but those are, that was what started getting me thinking about this. What about you? Yeah. So I, I don't remember the first place I started to hear about it, but I, I feel like it's just been, you know, around, um, it's been, I've been seeing the numbers of, you know, I'm sure it was much more in the areas just of, you know, thinking about, um, you know, pronatalism and, and things like that. The way that we've probably came from the negative side of thinking about just how overtly anti-child we are and mm. then thinking about the numbers. Um, so that's probably where it began. When I really started to think about what it's going to affect and change was actually listening to a Darren Doan podcast where he was talking at one point about a friend of his who um, consults with like community colleges and those sorts of things and how it was kind of an open secret in a lot of these smaller uh, colleges, um, a lot of smaller like tech school type things, uh, mostly community colleges, I should say, not really tech schools with technical uh, degrees, but like most most of these smaller schools um, that are secondary education, it's kind of an open secret, this guy said, that a lot of them, if not most of them, are going to have to close down in the next 10 years because they're already having problems with the number of people that are attending because there's, because there's just not mm. enough kids to go around to support all the universities and colleges and everything that has been established. And then it also hit, even just here in the local area, we had a referendum recently. There's been a lot of talk about what to do with the schools because um, there's been multiple different high schools around town and they're getting to the point where they just don't have as many students. And so they've been talking about combining mm -hmm. all the schools into one and, and things like that. And so people are, are talking about it even just locally. And that just hit me at one point where I thought, mm. man, like entire institutions are within the decade, probably going to have to start closing down. And then I thought, well, what about the job market? Right. Like, what about all of the businesses that I'm aware of that are already having trouble finding people? And then maybe even more so, what about mm -hmm. the, the trades where you have this massive demand right now for uh, plumbers, for instance, or for um, electricians that will help work on the electric lines that bring all of us power. And I just thought, if we don't have even close to the amount of people, um, which is, this is the way that demographics slide, is it is exponential, right? I mean, at least for a time, um, at least for a, for a little while, you can't just turn this around overnight. We're not going to be able right. to do that. And so not only that, so adding, thinking about that, I was just thinking about, man, all of the, all of the infrastructure that we all just take for granted is just not probably going to be as reliable 
um, in the future because we're not going to have enough people to maintain it all. And then I was listening to an investing podcast uh, where this billionaire, I don't remember who it was, um, maybe Howard Marks, I don't know. I, whoever it was is a billionaire who, like this guy you're talking about, I mean, he's a guy who I probably would disagree with on almost everything, right? It just seems like he's probably pretty progressive and, and things like that. But one of the things that he said was that he's convinced that in the next 10 years, within 10 years, again, this number keeps coming up the next decade, yeah. um, governments across the world are going to be banning the vast majority of chemicals that we use as far as pesticides, as far as a lot of other things, a lot of birth control, those sorts of things, because of the massive infertility problem and the mm. demographic uh, declines that he thinks that governments across the globe are going to start banning these things because mm. it's not just a fertility crisis for people, by the way, uh, but the fertility crisis is across the animal kingdom, across insects, across all kinds of, of uh, the, the environment. Yeah. And so anyway, so adding all those things together, I have thought a lot of just about, man, what's that going to do to just, to just life, like in yeah. our churches, in yep. our, you know, uh, ability to provide for our families in whatever that's yep. like, this is going to be massive. Yeah. So let me make one thing that the way you talked about this um, is actually something that really is percolating in my mind that I hope will actually be encouraging to all of our uh, listeners with families Um and then I want to ask you specifically about like life in the church, what you kind of like, if you were to think like the, as you said, you thought about, about that, what kind of effects you see. But here's the thing that made that I think, right. Most of these, I think this is generally agreed on that. What we see with dropping birth rates comes with increasing wealth in, uh, in cultures and countries, right. That it's oftentimes these countries that are now China is obviously, uh, if it truly is going to have a complete demographic collapse, obviously theirs comes from a enforced abortion, enforced one child policy, right? They're in a unique, bad, um, Molech worshiping conundrum that's going to yeah. wipe them out um, if if God does not show mercy. But what I've realized is what we we need to redefine wealth so badly, yeah. Um, because if you're like me and you're in your 30s, and you have multiple children, and maybe you have children with, you have, uh, you care about education, so you're not just op necessarily just opting into the free one provided to the government, or if you're like me, and you have children with certain special healthcare needs that are more costly on your family, or again, or whatever, right, your family, any, just sub in that for whatever, all the additional issue, right, you can't, both of you can't go to work anymore, so you're no longer dual income. Maybe you were like that at one point. Um, you, what we often do, and if you watch financial YouTube or read investing podcasts, what you're going to hear is you're falling behind in wealth. Yep. Because we have now at this point defined wealth as 401k balance. Yeah. Which is is not irrelevant to wealth. It is a form of wealth, right? It is not a, and it's a good form of wealth. And especially with our culture, it's an important form. But what you need to know, like, I don't know, it, it seems like a saying, but right, health is wealth. 
your mm. physical health is maybe yeah. some of the most important wealth you can have. But what's yep. probably even more important, and certainly what the Bible says, children. Yeah. Children are the most important form of fruitfulness and wealth you can have. Yep. And also and, just literal wealth. Right. <laughs> because of the multiplication factor of the fact that like I can only do so much. I'm going to have all these kids, right? They can then go out, start businesses, become a plumber and make $300 an hour, which is true in some parts of the country right now. <laughs> like that's like right. they can, they can Even, go out and be incredibly wealthy and I'm going to benefit from that. Right. Even the, even the most practical example, which is a thing I think we're sadly going to see, right? What people in their old, old age have a higher standard of living, no matter how much money they have or not, people with no children or people with a number of children. And I don't mean 20, 10 or, or two, but like yeah. there, there is just a real difference in wealth. And again, God does not grant everyone the same amount of children. I'm not saying yep. you should have as many as possible, but this, what I'm saying is if you're out there like, dang, like, you know, I, I listen to financial YouTube or whatever. And I'm like, dang me and my kids, we're not doing that. Well, you have wealth and you have a kind of wealth that we are going to, people are going to run out of. Yep. They are going to not like, have that's it. the whole point of this conversation is this is running out like this yes. wealth is being drained like yes. crazy across the world in ways and, that is just uh, like it's it is it is probably the major um, like cultural influencer, societal influencer that we're going to see in our lifetime. I don't know yes. that for sure, but that's just my assumption at this point right. as we look at it. So secondarily, um, let's focus now. I have 10 minutes before I have to go to a missions uh, uh, committee meeting. Um, when you think about life in the church and evangelism, let's talk specifically domestically. Um, what, what, do you, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah. So one of the thoughts I've had for a long time is, is that this is going to um, massively there's going to be a, a, a huge uh, issue of basically single elderly folks um, mm. and, and lots and lots of them and more and more of them over time and elderly folks that don't have anyone else to care for them. Now, in our system, what that's going to create is basically a giant bloat on the government and others to care for these folks. And it's not going to work. My guess is it won't be sustainable. We've already seen how. Um, it's like, there's already so much pressure in this area that, um, that it's just, it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a problem. So I see that as one particular like area where the harvest is plentiful already. And I think that that grows with time. Um, the yep. amount of people that are, I mean, they're, they are, um, in need of care in various ways, but particularly in need of, in need of actual real connection with people. Um, and having a, I mean, having a, a basically a, a community like family, um, that is one that they don't, that they don't have because they don't have, uh, the children, um, and people that can care for them because they don't have children to care for them. And so I see that as a massive opportunity for the church. Um, I also just, uh, on a, maybe a slightly different level, um, I see just the very idea of having families of, with multiple children 
as being a significant way to basically make known the Christian faith, right? right? I mean, so you think about the early church and the, you know, the saving of children from the, the, from the garbage heaps and things like that. Um, I see similarly, like being families that love life and love children and, and uh, have children if possible and um, building the church around um, helping families uh, with children instead of making it harder for them. Uh, there, things like that, I think will be really beneficial because like you're saying, the wealth of people, uh, is, is going to be, um, tremendous. So that's just a couple of things that come to mind readily anyway. I think the, the thing that I think those are too good and those are actually too, we can actually like, those are like concrete enough that those are good examples. Because the thing that kind of is on the back of my mind that like I think it would actually be worth having a smart Christian really work through like this is what a missiologist should do. Whatever you see, like what people who are branded as missiologists do waste. Let's all. But this would be very interesting because think about like I think what we need to start doing thinking missions wise, church wise, we have basically everything we do missions wise, I think is so short-sighted. If this demographic, if the demographic shift, by the way, Peter Zahan thinks actually America ends up okay compared to most of the world. So the things you said about, which I think could be true, which is crazy, right? So, so like if what pastor Michael's just said, like makes you go, Oh man, that's going to be bad. There's at least a few experts who look at the data and go, yeah, that probably will happen. And that's going to be something actually survivable, whereas Italy, China, lots of other places, um, they will not have that. And in a decade, they won't exist, which is crazy. Um, But what it makes me think, like, let's take uh, one really low hanging fruit. If your church model is built on a million people in a room, your church model is gone. Yep. If your church model is built on having spent time building a vibrant community, spending time in excellence, like spending time with long-term investments, you probably come out doing a lot more evangelism and have built something that will be able to care for the people Pastor Michael is talking about. Um, and will actually be important, right? And, and so again, that's one tiny example. And I, again, uh, but but I just think there are so many things um, with how we are that are worth thinking through on that kind of a level. Yeah. And this, by the way, so we just had this climate change, you know, debate that we listened. To. We were like, man, it's just so abstract. It's this problem, but it's so distant and like confused. And there's so many factors. This is one of those problems that we can actually just like chart, not maybe directly, right? Because you never know, like, can God bless a people where all of a sudden, I mean, we're having tons of kids. Um, Maybe, but also when you have a culture that's built around really a despising of having children, seeing it as just a bad thing, a burden, a cost, there's no benefit. Um, When you have, even in most of our Christian households, there's still this significant selfishness that's bred into us from our culture where it's like, well, my kids are just taking, right? It's not right. good. 
Like, it's just like, I, I need more me time and those sorts of things. Like we, we are so against it. You think about just the, the complete acceptance across the board of birth control, right? Of, of every kind, yeah. almost every kind of birth control. You, and then obviously add in the level of abortion and all of that, like to turn this kind of thing around is just, it, it just, I can't imagine it being done very easily or readily. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the nature of demographic decline is that it is nearly exponential. Like it, right. it just, when it begins, when you start to go over that cliff to turn it around is so difficult, right? You'd have to have so many children in every family um, that it's just not likely. And, and yeah. it's, and it's a tangible reality that you can see, right? I live in an area where they're having trouble because they're like, we don't have enough high school students to keep supporting all of the jobs and the schools that we have. Yes. Right. Like that's happening right now. And we know that it's only going to get worse. And and so what that is in this. And again, I want to I want to differentiate between what is concrete and what is speculative, because, again, we just finished today a an hour long slog through something that was entirely speculative. What Pastor Michael just described is concrete and actual. We don't know the results. Yes, that's that's like what the world and the church look like in 10 years. Yeah. That's what we don't know the answer to. Right. We do know we can exactly, we can with a high, high degree of confidence know how many people and what the birth rate is. Right. Yeah. Now let me ask one more question before I go, before I have to go, this is a very interesting conversation. And I do hope anyone listening is the takeaway is, and this is the takeaway for me. Um, right. If you listen again, I'm going to go back to wealth and finances. If you listen to financial people on the Internet, right, they'll talk about like sacrificing for today for a future that matters. Right. And that's how they say to look at retirement savings, which is a good way to look at it. Right. This obviously and the it's a biblical idea to live on less than you make. It's a biblical idea to save. But you know what? When we say, well, kids are so expensive, I you know, like I just can't get ahead with them. What we're saying is invest in them for the future, for yes. the kingdom of God, That's for the right. good of the world. Look at like, if you can make, if number go up on a screen, if it's worth doing it for that, it's, it's gotta be worth more for your kids. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm emphatic about that because I, this is like me, this is just me preaching to myself, you know, about like, about it because I love my kids, but it is so easy. Cause we are, in, we are, enculturated by this selfishness Mm -hmm. and of course our sin nature is like yeah give me more of that (laughs) you know like this is the world the flesh and the devil this is what we're talking about so but before we go i do want to ask pastor michael obviously this is where things get really difficult and complicated when you think about missionaries uh, oh like relationships to the church around the world when we think about places um these these, these, there are going to be gigantuan demographic shifts in the world by all, um, by everything we have observably, right? How does, what do, what do you think we do? Because, right, one of the countries that we, at least before COVID, were sending some of the most missionaries to in the entire world, because there are so many people, was the country of China, right? Um, what, what do we, what, do you have any thoughts on, like, when we think about long-term evangelization and we think about countries basically getting 
wiped out as they exist, right? Something will exist there. There will yep. be people there. We just don't know. Right. It won't be the form, right? The Chinese yeah. communist system will not exist the way it does because right. it can't. It Italy can't, won't yeah. exist the way it does. Do you have any thoughts? Man, I so I think you uh, probably have a much better vantage point on those sorts of things because I am somebody who has, I mean, I have been to Canada <laughs> for sure. a fishing trip, right? Like I'm just not a... Uh, I, I don't have maybe as, as good a view on, on the mission scene around the world. What I will say is, um, what just the, the entrepreneurial side of me, the, I want to build the kingdom of God side of me, um, is leaning in the direction of, man, what kind of opportunities are going to be available where all of a sudden, if you have a place that is, is, um, quickly running out of people. And they need people. What if all of a sudden you just said, hey, well, we're going to send, you know, a thousand missionaries to that place. Right. Um, and like all of a sudden they have massive amounts of not just like they're they're welcomed because people are needed. And then they're also um, able to uh, be incredibly influential to people, both in their care of others, but also then just in bringing uh, the faith and, and biblical understanding to to a place yeah. like that. I, now, I don't know if that would actually happen in that way, but I wonder if that will be that will be uh, something that could happen anyway. That they, there's a kind of optimism that I feel about that. I it's, also think that it will mean a lot of people have to come home from the field, and mm -hmm. we need to focus more locally um, and and things like that. I think that will happen at the same time, likely. I yeah, I agree that a lot of the institutional missions agencies that exist are likely going to have to a lot of them are going to go away right. and they're built on like changed. more money, more, yep. everything, yep. more grow, grow, grow forever. And because we just, if we don't grow forever, you can't do that. But I do like at least the idea of, you know, it, maybe it does put Christian missionaries back in the position, like where they were when they were going places, building hospitals and building schools, except now they will be welcomed in because, uh, we can care for old people and we're happy to do it. And we're Christians and we will be doing it as Christians for the sake of Jesus Christ and his glory, because we're told the to command for to to care for widows. But, well, it's either these Christians do it or no one. Right. So I do think that there's at least something there. I do think there are some big changes. But everybody, this has been a this has been an interesting conversation. It's been fun. I want to have this conversation more. I want to have, if anyone knows of like an actual Christian expert, like who's thinking about these things, uh, we'd love to talk to them Seriously. because that would be a, a, a really interesting uh, conversation. Um, because again, we are not experts in this, as you could hear. Everybody, I got to go to another meeting. Pastor Michael has to go do work and hopefully you have started signing up for the plant more trees than tgc patreon level or just the at any level of patreon because we have extra episodes every week uh we have a chat channel that's a good time in fact one of the most recent the most two recent patreon episodes we did one was on the ethics and the church response to polygamy and a yay nay or nuance on intinction we hope uh if those are interesting to you you've got three bucks or if you want us to plant some trees you've got 25 bucks but uh Love your kids because they are wealth.